Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Upon Further Review. I am Noah Kinsey. And my name is Jonesy. And today we are talking about the 1997 classic Titanic. Such a weeper. Is it? Is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> I was thinking this the whole time through the movie. Uh, my brother, my brother came in town and he was uh he was like, Are you fucking really watching this movie? <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I just feel like it was just a bunch of laughter. The whole score was just laughing through the entire yeah. film. Um, so full disclosure, yeah. I have never seen this movie before. Ever. Ever. Oh, man. This was my I first don't know. time. That's going to be... I don't know, dude. I'm curious on your thoughts, mainly because there's a lot of jokes happening around that. There's a lot of... I don't know. Like I'm a little worried that you may have let society kind of i think i missed the moment you know what i mean i did yeah um dude. the re i'll tell you uh so when it came out it was one of those where i didn't purposely not go see it it just didn't happen at the time well how old were you fucking 97 so i was in high school yeah okay yeah so um and everybody was seeing it and all the girls were seeing it uh-huh. so logically speaking i probably wanted to go see it Uh i'm like talk to them girls yeah but i just never did and by the time it came out on the two vhs (laughs) rental Uh um i was so fucking sick of the celine dion song oh god that played on the radio non-stop that it just deterred me like frozen i've never seen frozen the le- I probably but you can will sing the whole point. Let It Go song. Yeah, and you? that's yeah. the problem. Where it's like, because that song, just when it's shoved down your throat, it just, it deters me. Yes. It's like, God, you're pushy. Yeah. And even like, okay, so when we talk about this movie, I'm probably going to give a lot of technical compliments. Yes. Because emotionally, I felt nothing. I mm. felt the minute, the minute there was a part where I'm like, okay, I'm slowly like, there, this is going to be an emotional moment. The fucking instrumental for my heart will go on uh-huh. starts playing. I'm like, oh fuck off! Like, see, and this I'm is so the hard part. Be- sick of that well, song. There you go. Right Still, there. Yes. Twenty years ago, literally. But that's the point. <laughs> that's the thing, though, because that they played that fucking song out so much throughout the time. Right, like. You can't even listen. You can't even be in the moment because even you're the listening commercials to that fucking for song. her at Caesar's Palace has her singing that in the commercials. That was the one. Is the one that it is her main. It's one. her main one. Yeah. You know what I mean? But still, it's like the sad part though is Celine Dion is surprisingly like the female Josh Groban. You know, and yeah, that's a great comparison. I never thought about that. <laughs> that's the thing for yeah. me, right? And I feel like uh, she's safe. That. She is a safe singer. And she sings well, you she know. She's very operatic, very you know, that type of thing. So it was but one of the safe. Yes. And she got that one fucking one. That but one. she also has some she other, has other s- stuff, yeah. But I don't know what it is. No. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I have seal. no idea. We know Seal, but Kiss from a Rose. But Kiss from a Rose is, is like... the only thing. And my usual karaoke go to song. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> you know, like is I sing the shit out of that while we were in Prague. By the way, have you paid attention to the lyrics of that song? Oh yeah, Nonsense. I don't. I don't even know what it means. To be honest <laughs> Nobody with you. does. I've been kissed by a rose on the grave. Yeah, I thought for the longest time it was the grave, and then when I karaokeed it, I was literally in the moment. I've been kissed by a rose on the gray. Yeah, really? Great. What the fuck is that? Did everybody know about this? Anyway, yeah, you, ooh, yeah, <laughs> boy, I feel me strange. You know exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it was like fuck it. Oh Jesus. But yeah, so for me, like that just every emotional moment had that instrumental in it. And yes. it just well, it's so the, it's, it was it's like the theme is there. You no, know, I know. Yeah. And I'm sure it worked great during the movie. Who made the theme? That's a good question. You know what I mean? It wasn't no goddamn John Williams. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> no damn John Williams. I bet you that movie would have been ten million times better if John Williams oh, hit that score, yeah. in my opinion. Well, so even with him. You know, when you when and we've talked about this before, like he'll have the same song like eight or nine times, but it's completely different. But it's versions. different versions. Exactly. This wasn't. It was like the, same, the same like oboe yeah, or whatever yeah, the fuck. Yeah. They it just was. like found a track and they were just yeah. like, let's keep using this motherfucker. Yeah. I agree with you. But like with John Williams, he finds those moments. And, well, I mean, or yeah, changes like almost the genre of that song. Exactly. What would John Williams does extremely well is he's able to create the music with the orchestra and then play certain things with strings. Yeah, with, exactly. You yep. know, the brass sections and yeah. stuff like that. And they, that gives a whole different yeah. feel in tone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but I do feel like it was the same score yeah. throughout the whole entire thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but I, okay. So thumbs up, can, thumbs down, thumbs sideways. Uh, if you, if you, uh, if that's, if unlike me, if that song doesn't make your balls retreat inside your body, yeah. I'd recommend the movie. Yeah. Because it is a very solid movie. Um, right. The, I mean, we'll, we'll get into it, but like, I have nothing but compliments about the filmmaking of this. And it's to be honest with you, it's such a it's a good story. It's a good I story. I got I watched the to the end, you know, you get to the end of this thing and I'm just thinking to myself I'm like, holy shit, this is just a really touching love story. It sure. really really is in my sure. opinion. You know, and it's it's the greatest underdog story in my opinion within Sure. You Jack's know, the hero. Jack's most definitely uh I have my qualms about Rose personally. Let's see. Um but at the same time I'm like, well, I get it. You know what I mean? I totally, totally get it. Um, uh, Technically, holy shit. Yeah. You know? Like, James Cameron, this this was my thought. I was thinking to myself, I was like, you know what? The reason why this thing won a shit ton of Oscars that that year, in my opinion, was because, one, you have all, like, I feel like James Cameron sat down and watched all the Oscar winners and be like, okay, uh, a bio it needs to be a bio yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right it needs to have romance yeah. it needs to have action it needs to have some you know mm. adventure it needs to have betrayal yeah. right and he's just like let, let's, let's put all this shit into one fucking Classism. movie exactly yeah. put all that shit into one fucking movie mm. it became the, like an oscar blockbuster because it hit every yeah. fucking yep. box hit every quadrant everything yeah. you know it's um, the second highest grossing movie of all time not after surprised. Avatar, which is, <laughs> which also, is his. also his. Which is, I'm not surprised. And the funny part for me was I was watching, I was just like, motherfucker, this is like, could you imagine like Michael Bay 
doing something like this. Way I more feel explosions. like way more explosions. Way yeah, more explosions. exactly. Well, my thought is is he's like a way better Michael Bay because there is that sense yeah. of energy and action in mm -hmm. the camera that Michael Bay does, but Michael Bay just goes straight to action with zero context of yeah. emotion. Yeah. Where what I think James Cameron does extremely well as a director, he's very he's very whimsy in his storytelling, mm -hmm. but yet he grounds it in like the human experience but yet still gives us that yeah. excitement. He definitely you know what has I'm saying? that range. Yeah, and I love that about him. You know, people talk tons of shit about Avatar and all that type of stuff. Fine, it's it's, it's a simple story. It's fucking... It's Fern Gully. It's Tech Warriors it's meets fucking Fern Girl, Gully meets whatever. Blast of the Mohicans. Yeah. You know, everything's a fucking remix anyway, mm. right? And he I was able... It. I did too. Yeah. I absolutely I'm loved not, it. I'm kind of exhausted thinking that he's making four sequels. Well, but, you know what it is. I'm, I will see. We'll well, when see. you got Disney fucking money... You're good yeah, to go. No you know what I mean? No they already started shit. making a fern like a like a Pandora land at mm -hmm. Disney World and all that shit. So I mean like he he creates really cool worlds, yeah. you know, within that spectrum. But I for him as a director, I like his vision of stuff. And Terminator. He definitely, he you definitely know? when you're saying like he creates worlds, I mean like for listeners might think, you know, like Star Wars or whatever where it's a world, but like he makes a functioning society around the story. Literally. Like you think about both Avatar and both Titanic and I mean even aliens, it's like He creates the, a good ecosystem. Yeah. The it's world huge around the main story, thing shit's still happening. Other people are living their lives, but that's not the story that's being well, told. Well, that's the downside about Star Wars for me, okay? Like, okay, I get this is like, you know, you have the Rebel Alliance and you have the Republic and da-da-da-da-da and all this stuff, but I don't, I don't care enough about the battle that's waging between them that gives me enough content. I care about the characters and what they're mm. kind of going through within the hero's journey, but I'm going to get fucking murdered here. But I just, a lot of times, I just, I can't connect very no. well with the character with the, with the universe that's happening around it. Yeah, and I'll double down, man. That's so if the you hard get time. Shit, I'm gonna get man. shit with you. So come it's at me, bro. Fun, but, yeah, but it's like, fun to watch. Don't but, get me but wrong. When you watch but, those Star Wars movies, it doesn't it kind of feel like the rest of the universe is waiting to see how these events play out. Play out exactly. Like it doesn't because, feel like yeah. other shit's going on. Exactly. Exactly. I feel like you know, and I guess in a galaxy, right? But you maybe this is just the other shit's no, going it's on. A, yeah, exactly. Exactly, you don't get the shit that other things could influence what's going on, right? And so, to which end, I think James Cameron, what he does really well is he thinks very well about everything around it and how everything kind of interweaves with one another, yeah, so that the story makes a lot of sense, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Um, and to which end, Titanic, um. That whole world with the, on the ship, you know, I the opening sequence of this movie is really engaging to me because uh, I never really you know, like you know about the Titanic, but mm. it's not like something we study. And I always made a school. joke when people said, "Why haven't you watched?" I'm like, "It sinks." That ruins the ending for me. Yeah, exactly, like, right. But when you think about the context of the people, right? Because when you get introduced to Bill Paxton's character, all he really cares about is the ship. Right? Yeah, I, can we? I did not understand his motivations per se at the end. I thought I did. But then at the end, when the other woman who works with him said, I'm sorry, and he's like, this whole time. But, like, he was really disappointed. I'm like, maybe I don't understand. So this is what I got from it, all right? Okay. In the very Thank beginning you. of the movie, he's more geared. He, they're treasure hunters mm -hmm. is what they're looking for. They're looking for the heart of the sea, which was Ferdinand's, you know, jewels from the crowns and all that stuff, and then made into this thing worth probably billions of dollars at this point, right? 
He wants to find it. He spent three years of his life looking for that thing. All he did was eat, sleep, breathe the Titanic. Not the fucking people of the Titanic. The Titanic itself. They knew when it crashed, how it crashed, how long it took to crash, how long the decay rate was, all the stuff about the actual ship. But they didn't, they lost sight of the actual um, the horror world. story yeah. that happened with the people. Yeah. You know? And what happened when Rose came back to tell the damn story is really put into context for him the fear and the um, uh, just the the tragedy that happened because these fucking rich assholes didn't care. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so he and was able people, to shift. The owners of the boat didn't want all those life rafts in there because visually it would look right. bad. So by the very end of this thing, you have a character that's like, "Holy shit!" I've been because he literally says, "I've been looking at this all wrong." Mm. Right. Because he's been so focused on one section of what he's looking for. He didn't pay attention. He didn't pay attention to the humanity of it all. Exactly. Fifteen hundred people. Yeah. Died. Yeah. On that fucking thing. Mm -hmm. You know, and I was I was telling my wife, I was like, fuck, babe, if this is literally how this boat went down, these dudes are fuckers. Yeah. Like it was brutal. Yeah. You know what I mean? They basically put everybody first there's that's so much first ego class. like oh, oh it'll be fine God. this boat's fine well the yes there was a lot of inflated ego right i mean the one guy that i really connected to a lot was the was the architect yeah. of the boat oh you know what i mean beautiful he was on this. so well done you know and just the the like just you could tell like the heaviness of like if this goes wrong because he knows he what knows could happen. exactly and he, and he tells to, everybody yeah right because i mean everybody. Because it wasn't his decision, you know, yeah. like he's the one that recommended how many lifeboats, all the stuff. I and mean, he got voted out because they felt like it would look too blah, yeah, blah, blah. But yeah. he knew, you yeah, know, he, so that's why he was going to go down with the ship. And Yeah. One of my favorite lines, is he's like, uh, you know, when they're finding out that the boat's about to sink and he's all uh, the 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 other British guy, the the one, the money guy mm-hmm. was just like, the boat can't sink. It's an unsinkable boat. And he's like, no, I assure you it's made of iron. It will go down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it will go down. Who is the dude with the mustache? Is that the guy? <sighs> the one that snuck onto the boat? Cause I feel like yes. I, that's a, wait, the one that snuck onto the boat. Do you remember boat? the one with the, the mustache at the end where he sat in the boat and he tried to like, kind of look away. The one from, from Jumanji. Skinny dude with uh-huh. the, yeah, yeah that's the he? guy with the money. He okay. was the one that he was the one that financed okay. and got the money to make this maiden voyage. This just giant ship. Okay, yeah. And then the other guy was the architect, and then mm-hmm. you have the other rich assholes that are all kind of there. Um, so, for me, from a love story standpoint, mm-hmm. I I love it. I think yeah. it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. You know, I I enjoy it. I I like the idea that you have a a guy that just kind of lives on. You know, day to day, live by the moment. I'm like, fuck, man, I would love Just to do something like appreciates <laughs> life as it comes. Exactly. Like the, there's a beautiful thing to surrender. Was great, wasn't it, mm-hmm. dude? And he comes, With those he pretentious wi- fuckers, oh, dude, but I he won them it. over. But I mean, he, he really won, did, except for Zane. Well, Damn. Zane's a fucking douchebag. Yeah. yeah. Um, throughout this entire throughout the entire movie, I was just like, are you done being a crybaby, bro? Like, you, fine, you have all the money in the world. Go get yourself a bitch that you like. That actually that likes, likes you, you, yeah. you know what I mean, or likes your money, or you likes your money. Exactly. You know that I, the one thing that I thought was not realistic was him refusing to get on the boat initially mm-hmm. to him go find Rose. I'm like, ah, I just feel like he's too selfish for that. I feel like he would have stayed because remember, yeah, he was on the boat, yep, yep, and his little bitch boy, <laughs> yeah. his uh, head of security was like, oh, they're over there, and I'm like, I just, I don't buy it, right? That he would do that. 
because for him, she, I mean, all I was thinking is he could be like, oh, you know, like just play the tragic, almost widower type bullshit when he gets. Yeah. So I just, I did not buy that he would go back looking for her. I think, you know what it came down to? I think you were right. I think it's all come down to ego. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's a big theme throughout this entire film is the the ego of the upper class, right? To yeah. o- their like oversight because, mom. you know. Um, and I think for him, he wanted her to be the wife because they have a good name. You know, mm-hmm. I think there was that scene in the, yeah. in the room where she's like lacing her corset mm-hmm. up and she's basically telling her like, look, it, your father left us with nothing but a good with, with poor debt and a great name. You know what I mean? That's the only thing that's carrying yeah. us through. And that guy wants to marry somebody of with that name. with stature, you know, an acquisition, <laughs> basically. Right. And so yeah. eh, makes a lot of sense. Right. Yeah, I guess. Um, and I think for him, it's one of those things because he's very much, you know, the flaw that he has is he he even says it. He's like, I w- always win one way over an, or another. Yeah. And I think in his mind, he was he was he wanted to kill that guy, mm. you know, and he's just thwarted the entire time on this damn boat. You know, I so. was also very busy staring at his wig the whole time. Was it a wig? Uh, that's what I. Yeah, he went. Bald I couldn't at look a younger at. Age, I couldn't look like, at the hair to be honest with you. With those eyes. I'm like, are you wearing eyeliner? Well, he does that too. But like with his wig, I'm like, is that the same? I don't think that's the same hairline from the last scene. Like no. the whole time, I was just. <laughs> I didn't staring. notice that because for half of the movie, and it's like a three hour movie. For half of the movie, I'm like, is that a wig? And yeah. then I'm like, no, it is a wig. Why is it moving? Uh-huh, <laughs> like, kind of like funny. in Robin Hood Men in Tights where the mole keeps moving. Keeps moving around? Oh, <laughs> my like God. Zane's hair. That's funny. <laughs> I, can't, I want to check that out. That's pretty fucking funny. I'm like, I don't think that's the right hair. Um, but, I mean, and it was, uh, okay, my other little, and it's more just about Hollywood movies in general um, because it has nothing to do with this, so I'm not flying the movie, but it always cracks me up to see when water floods something and seeing how crystal clear it is. Oh, yeah. And how perfectly uh, chlor, you know, like chlorine, uh-huh. perfect pool water. Right, I'm like, right. That would be so. You would not be able to. It'd see be so. It. It would be there's so some muddy, sediment. So, yeah. So salty, but it just looked perfect. Yeah. <laughs> but well, once again, you got to suspend the disbelief. Exactly. You know? I just, I mean, I'm okay just a with a lot of water in this one, so I'm I think okay I noticed it a lot that. more. Yeah. But, I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah. But no, I think um, costume design was phenomenal. Oh yeah. I mean, it was just perfect. I. I did love the the contrasting scenes between the upper class and the people really enjoying life and living because he didn't have to show that. I mean, honestly, when I was thinking about it, I'm like, James Cameron really didn't have to show or have Jack. Um, what's her name? Rose. Rose. Have them go basically into the basement with all the people drinking and dancing. And I stuff disagree like. with no, no, you. No, no. I'm saying just hear me out here. I'm saying he didn't have to show it for as extended period of time. As he did, but it helped because it and was smart because it builds the world. So you care about. But I'm, I mean, I'm just saying, like you see a lot of movies where they cut corners, where like yes. they can just have their own moment. They could just chill with his people. But, but that really that created loved. this. World. Yeah, and that's the created thing that this. I love the most about. And that's that, why though. you really why it was so gripping once the ship started going down because you're like these. Like, I've, I know these people I know, now. Exactly. Like, and lived, just a few scenes, like mm-hmm. minutes, yeah. you know? Because nowadays so I'm not saying that's. I'm shouldn't same. have done it. I'm just saying 
a lesser movie would be like, well, that's not really necessary. And that's the biggest thing that I love about James Cameron is he's not afraid. Like all of his movies are fucking two and a half, three hours long. Everyone that I've seen is pretty fucking long, yeah. right? And he doesn't have Hollywood jumping down his throat, being like, "This needs to be ninety minutes." You know what I mean? I mean he's like he's like himself early on. Fuck it's like, you! Suck a dick. Yeah, like, suck a dick, <laughs> dude. Do this. Let me let me put people. Do my movies make money? Okay, then suck a dick. Like, yeah, we're gonna have it this long. Bye. <laughs> um, and because that that scene Do me there. Favor, look at box office mojo for a second. What yeah. are what are the top is that two? cool? Yeah. Okay. Is that can I so, can I go now? So uh, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna make my long movie. You're gonna go suck a dick, and then we're gonna be good. He's like, well, that's why the dick's on my mouth already. <laughs> and you're just going to enjoy the money I bring in. Yeah. You're welcome, bitches. <laughs> you don't got to do shit, and you're going to be rich. <laughs> you know? Um, <laughs> it's so fucking true, it's though, man. so true. But I just, I hate, because everybody, you know, even now, you know, I talk to producers and stuff, and they're like, how long is it? How long is it? How long mm. is it? I'm like, and then I got to take a story that I want to build a world, you know, and build a moment with things, and I got to condense it down the and condense it down. And I'm like, come yeah. on, man. You know, I don't, to me, I don't believe in it very much. And I think out of cinema right now, in the independent world, you're getting you're you're in my opinion you're starting to get a little bit more you're allowing the story to breathe thank you blockbuster world you know mainstream hollywood stuff that's mm. in theaters not so much right and i think we're missing we're missing that human connection mm-hmm. just to serve a plot point we're missing the cinematic feel of it. I mean, we've watched. Yeah, e. I guess you say that. Yep. We've watched that where it's like those are still blockbusters, but man, do they really let you sink into that world? Right. I'm so it, tired of hearing it's not people beat for beat like, oh, this scene is here because it then goes to this beat. Like, right. No, this scene goes here because it builds a connection. Mm-hmm. It transforms you. It brings you into this world. It allows exactly. you to sit in it for a little bit. And he does such a good job of just by leaving leaving a scene on another character or having an interaction with another mm. person on the boat. Like Fabrizio, um his he's the buddy that got that won the tickets with him, the oh, Italian. The one that got shot? Uh no, that was the, the other guy. Uh Fabrizio was like in the opening when he's playing cards. Uh-huh. He's the Italian buddy oh, yeah. with him. Yeah. And uh, we only see glimpses of that guy. You know what I mean? But yet you feel for that dude. He's the one that got the fucking smokestack crushed on his ass. Oh, shit. Yeah. Ugh. Brutal. Yeah. Brutal as all hell. But you but you would never care in that moment if you didn't get to know that that dude was a good guy fighting to get his people out of the fucking, yeah. you know, bottom of the boat right locked down locked there. down there exactly you know and I, what i love the most about like the titanic and what it brought was this sense of hope for the future that never came mm-hmm. or i mean a, in a sense it, i guess it doesn't ever come right but in some weird way the titanic is an interesting like set piece for a woman that's about to she's lost at sea from like an internal perspective, you know, but yet by the very end of this giant tragedy, she's able to find herself, you know? And I think there was that though it may be because everybody that was on that boat was going to America, Mm -hmm. you know, and there was probably a lot of refugees on there. There There's probably a lot of, you know, all types of people, people, bunch of dreamers, (laughs) bunch of dreamers. Exactly. That were able that, that wanted to go have that American dream and make a life for themselves. And, most of them, people who are just on vacation. Died. Yeah, most of them died. Mm-hmm. It's crazy to me. Yeah. It's absolutely nuts. But I, I like the idea of the set piece on mm-hmm. how he built the world and that energy. I mean, like, if you pay attention to the frames that are happening, especially when the boat starts going down, um, you know, there was uh, 
there was a it looked like a a, a a Pakistani Indian type of family. I don't know the ethnicity, so I apologize. But um, I yeah, I know <laughs> Kathmandu. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I just want to say that word. But it was uh, he. He was sitting there with with the translation book, reading signs to try to know how to get the fuck out yeah. of the boat. And I'm like, and that happens in like. Five seconds, but yeah. you get that story. And he has his entire family with him. His wife's holding his kid. His kid's sitting down there. He has his bags packed, and he's trying to fucking read the sign and freaking out with everybody else is trying to figure out how the fuck to get out of this place. And I'm just thinking to myself, I'm just like, wow. Yeah. He takes so much time yeah. to tell a story in such a small mm. moment. Everything in there was him telling a story. Every frame was a beautiful little moment where you, I, in some weird way, I'm like, I would have wanted to follow that char- that yeah, family so and that character characters you'd want to, to see where that world was going to take mm-hmm. me. You know what I mean? I loved Kathy Bates. Thank you. Um, I, I fucking love that lady. What I love about her is she, she helps us know the rules of the upper class. As right. she's explaining to Jack, she's the one that kind of that she's that um exposition she to is like but explain. in a very unique way right well she's i mean a good person right like she's an amazing person she's the one that wanted to turn the boat back around and everything but like she was needed so you know as we're going into that dinner with jack we're understanding the context of what he's going into right and understanding but and she was also very tongue-in-cheek about it like she knew that shit was bullshit uh-huh you know she was very she knows that what he's trying to do is make him look bad in front of everybody yeah. to say that he can't he can never be this but she sees the good in him right you know and she i think judging by like one of the scenes where she, she first started talking to him, she's like do you know what you're going in the lines and all this shit i think she was the only one to recognize w- what he did for rose Oh, like yeah. personally, like oh, I yeah. think she sees how you know Rose is kind of more alive. I bet than you there was, was a larger storyline with her. I well, feel. but she al- I also felt like she probably saw a little bit of her son in him because mm. she even said like you're almost the same size as my son. Right. So I think she probably. I mean, she was one of the few upper class people who saw like the good in him mm-hmm. and saw the value yeah. of someone who didn't have money. Well, you know, it's interesting too, because she seemed like, and this is the thing we talk about a lot is you get very good character flaws and strengths, right? You have a woman that is very, um, outspoken in a time where women that were like that were probably told to, told to sh- shut the fuck up. Shut up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and Wear one of your stupid hats and leave but, the talking to them. But because, what I what I loved that Kathy Bates did really well. She straddled that line mm. within that yeah. because she seemed like a blue collar woman that would have probably have been in the boiler room, you know, yeah. the the under deck, but yet worked her ass to get to where she is now, you know. And they, um, the thing that I like the most about her character, though, is she has this ability to. To speak her mind because that's just who she is, mm-hmm. but yet she need she wants this sense of approval that she belongs there. Sure, you know, and I can sense that underneath of her, yeah. and I love that yeah. um, because 
you can sense the you, you can see the interactions mm-hmm. between them yeah. because it was if that was me I would just been like well fuck these bitches they don't yeah. want me hanging around and do my own goddamn thing yeah. right um, but I do love that that last scene where she's just like what the hell's the matter with you guys yeah. like we could fit more people in these boats you know those are your men out there and then all the women just kind of sit there and you know they're too afraid they're too timid to take life by the fucking balls you know yeah and so yeah. I love her character throughout mm-hmm. the entire. Yeah, I just, me too. I love she Kathy Bates my, mainly. She's probably my favorite character. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's uh, she's good. I do agree. Well, I mean, I mean, the only thing I have to say is I found it interesting that at the end of the movie, Rose went to hell. <laughs> yeah, she did. She did. She, like, when she died, she went. She back went to the back boat. to this. Uh, yeah, she went back to a murder boat that sent fifteen hundred people to their icy grave. In, okay, Aww. at the least, hear me out. At the, <laughs> at the least, this is purgatory. I can see because that. she's going back on the boat during that day. That's a like what the same day it's going to go down. I'm thinking like a purgatory Groundhog's Day type, type of, of scenario. If she went to heaven, uh-huh. she would have met up with Jack where the Titanic would have docked in America. Mm. So. I'm saying maybe maybe she would have gone to heaven if she wouldn't. But have, here's you know, the litter, irony: littered into we, the ocean. Hold on, what the we, fuck? We don't know. We Here's. don't know if that boat wasn't docked. We just saw that single little. No, because they were dressed up. This all of them were dressed up for that same evening dinner. Mm. So she went back to that day. So I'm just saying. Sorry, Rose. I don't know what you did after the Titanic that made you qualify to go to hell. <laughs> can we can we just really talk about how fiscally uh, irresponsible she is for dropping that huge s that blue yeah, diamond? Blue I was diamond like, what the there? fuck? Like, yeah, I mean, it, from a story standpoint, I get why it happened, you know. But at the same time, my thought is enough is, shit at the bottom of the ocean, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Me and my brother were joking about like when she first comes to the boat, she's putting all her photos up there, and she's like, "Oh, I don't travel without me of my pictures of everywhere I've traveled," you know. So I'm like, "Who goes to who travels around with those fucking pictures of her traveling around everywhere?" And there's nobody else in those photos. It's just her. You know what I mean? It's her riding a very horse. Very self-indulgent. It's, uh, very much Kind of so. like in The Bodyguard when Whitney Houston is jamming out to her own music. <laughs> <laughs> like, how conceited oh, are you? Oh, come on. Really? Um, I, I, there's a bit of me that was like, for Rose, at first I was just like, man, this is a, this is a fucking needy-ass woman. Yeah. I'd be curious to see if the relationship would have lasted. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you got a lot of fucking psychological shit you got to work out. You know what I mean? You got a good dude here, and hopefully the pussy was good. But at the same time, when push comes to shove, I don't know if you guys last at the end of all this. No, because we know, I mean, people nowadays enjoy, like, escapist vacation bangs. You don't know if that was just her little... Yeah, her little... Yeah, her little something, something. Which, by the way, how did this movie... I was so curious. How did this movie have so much... It wasn't so much nudity, but it was extended nudity in the scene, and it still was a PG-13 movie. I'm very interested. I mean, it's titty. But, so it would be rated R by 97 standard that if you're, you can't show boobs. Dude, back no, in, they showed boob. No, they showed two boobs. Uh, there, I, uh, I, I saw the double boobage, like, multiple times. Yeah. So I'm just very... Maybe James Cameron knows somebody that jerks somebody off, bro. Well, I, wonder, I wonder if... I'm just now I'm super curious about this. I'm wondering if there's something in the MPAA guidelines where it's for it's, art or if, something if like it's that. It's not sexual. Right. Because it wasn't because it wasn't. Right. I mean, you know, she wanted the D at that time. Like oh, yeah. that was her coming on. She to him, wanted like, the DiCaprio. Insane. 
Yeah. <laughs> that she wanted Dick the DiCaprio. <laughs> oh, God. I told, I told my wife today, I was like, you know what D is for? Dick and DiCaprio. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm very, that was the first time I'm like, wow. Because there was a lot. Like, yeah. But I'm I'm wondering if that's like a little loophole that James. I'm assuming it was yeah. because it was for artistic expression. Mm-hmm. You know, he's sitting there drumming like your French girls. <laughs> Literally says that. Okay, cool, man. Whatever, dude. <laughs> he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he's like, blah, 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 blah. I mean, here's the thing. Man, Kate, the easel is down really far into your lap. Nothing. Uh, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to use to hold that thing up? And, uh, yeah, that's really sturdy. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm a professional. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah, I just... Uh, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I'm telling you. Maybe he just. There has to be some sort of loophole. I, I'm. I'm assuming there literally has to be because there's otherwise there'd be no way. Good for them then. Yeah. Good for them. Well, well I mean, to be honest, all right. I got nothing else, man. I, I think that's it. I think so it works. Next week. Yeah. Uh, oh, what's Are we making done? You hard this week, Jim? Are we done? Oh, what's making me hard this week? You know what? I started watching. I started watching uh, Vice Principals on HBO mm. with Danny McBride. Yeah. I think it's pretty fucking hilarious. It's crass as hell. Well, it's Danny McBride, so I would but, expect, yeah. I'd be disappointed if it wasn't. But there's a way about him that I really, really love because he has this like ability to be super douchebaggy, mm-hmm. but yet you still feel for the guy and you kind of want him to succeed because as soon as he starts losing, learning that he's such a douchebag, then you're like, come on, dude, get your shit together. You, you can do it. You know? <laughs> I believe, I believe you, in you, McBride. Um <laughs> Yeah, I just it's 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 crazy. Uh-huh. It's a crazy fucking story, but I really loved it. Uh, so I'd recommend if you haven't seen it, go check it out. Not something nice. to watch with your kids if you don't like a b- bunch of f bombs well, and all yeah. that jazz. But honestly, if you watch it with your kids, that's your own damn fault. For yeah, being exactly. For exactly. HBO. Well, I don't know why my kids have fuck. <laughs> well, it could be because you're watching that fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> like the people who took their kids to Deadpool and complained that it was so bad. It's, it's like, so bad. It's R. You like, took them to a movie called Deadpool. There's literally ads with Ryan Reynolds saying, "Hey." Don't take your kids to this. Uh-huh. It's very adult. But I feel like people are just like, oh, that's just a junk. Yeah, I'm totally going to take like, my kids. But it's a comic book. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's just like, but, 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 but. Come on. Oh, really quick. Talk about comic book. Did you notice Mr. Fantastic in Titanic? Yes. Did oh, you see yeah. that? Sorry. Yeah. That was kind like, of a little sidetrack. Is that you? Holy shit. That's him. That's totally him. He could totally stretch out and he grab was, her on the thing. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, come on, bro. Oh, I have to say, so there's always been this debate about the door and whether Jack could fit on the door. Totally could have. I don't think so. Bullshit, dude. I don't think so. Bullshit, man. Listen. That looked like a narrow-ass door, man. listen to me. Everyone was talking about, like, that door. Bullshit. I was expecting it to be way longer. Look at man. She was rolled over on that thing fully, like, fully out. At the very least, okay, they could have split that thing half and half. They literally could have split that thing half and half. Okay. Counterpoint. You've been married for a long time. Yeah. Do you are you meaning to tell me you split the bed half and half? You mean to tell me she doesn't sprawl out? Yeah. Wow. One hundred percent. Wow. No wonder you knew she was a keeper. Dude. That's 100. not a thing. Hundred. <laughs> That's not usually a thing. No? No. Dude, and we sleep on usually a we guys sleep on a small like bed. We're a like cuddly. Fifth as of fuck. the bed. No, nah, man. No, no. There you no, go. No, that no. that just, you know. 
I've met her. She's an awesome lady. I've known her for years, but uh-huh. that is why now I'm like, all right. I, I see why I you done did this. Get it now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thanks, honey. <laughs> you know, like it's <laughs> um, but I, I I don't know, man. I just I I feel that they could have they could have figured something out. You know, the, you're waiting around for a couple of hours. You might as well try a couple different things. At the very least keep your body temperature up instead of just sitting in there. You know what I mean? Maybe deep down she was like, yeah, but this really does kind of feel like a spring break sex type of thing. Oh, my <laughs> God. That might be totally true. She's like, I'll never let go. It's like, well, bye, bitch. I mean, he kind of doesn't have any money. <laughs> and I have a lot of debt. I don't know yeah, how this is going to work. This so. is gonna, mm, oh, darn. Mm, controversial. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. But, yeah. Uh, vice principles. Vice principles. So for me, I don't think I've talked about this before, but have you seen the opposition? No, I don't even know what that Dude, is. It's amazing. It's on Comedy Central after The Daily Show. You know okay. how the Colbert Report was like a spoof on kind of the Bill O'Reilly Fox News? Sure. This is a spoof kind of like on the Alex Jones Infowars. Where yeah. <laughs> oh, where very it's nice. Very awesome. So All I right. highly recommend it. There's a lot of I mean, because nowadays the news is just doo-doo paper talking about all like just all this alt-right, all whatever. But like, so this is the perfect time to be spoofing the conspiracy theories, Mm alt-right, all that stuff. And it's just excellent. So it's I highly recommend. What's it it called again? It's called The Opposition. The Opposition. So I'll send you I'll send you um, some some clips from it. But it's pretty amazing. Fucking A, dude. All right. Well, so next episode is our counterpoint episode. Every 10th episode, we watch a movie considered one of the, the worst ever made. Worst ever. <laughs> and <laughs> so our next episode will be on The Room. It's that's <laughs> I, Now, I haven't seen I this. Correct not. me if I'm wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is this the one where Tommy Wiseau is trapped in a room with his mother? Uh, I don't know if he's trapped in a room <laughs> with his mom. You, did you not see Room? I've never seen so that it. that joke really like fell flat right there. Yeah. Did you not see Room? I with did Brie? not. No. No. Never mind. So the wife saw it. Like bah, 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 two bah. of our listeners will probably chuckle at that. Yeah. Three of them will know what I'm talking about and be like, that was the worst reference ever. Ever. And oh. unsubscribe. <laughs> <laughs> please don't. Please, so, we yeah, would love for you guys don't. to so, subscribe. The Room, we're going to watch that. I'm very excited about it. Uh, very nice. Uh, we're gonna do it live, though, right? We're gonna watch it live. We're gonna watch it, and we're gonna we're gonna talk watch as it live. We... I do want to play a drinking game while we watch this thing. I heard it's okay. supposed to be pretty damn fun. I'm scared, but okay. So am I, but you know what? Fuck it. There's a long place to take an Uber from. <laughs> I know. Well, you can crash on the couch for an <laughs> hour enough, or two. Fair enough, you know yeah. what I mean? I I just kind of want I want to make a de- I want to make an event out of it okay. because I've never seen it. Oh, you haven't either. I've never seen it. I have a couple of. Uh, we got to like. Uh, I think we're gonna bring out some some people from the old podcast that we done that are gonna come back and we're gonna um, pop them on. Like I figured eventually I would see it, but with seeing the trailer for the Disaster Artist and that looking phenomenal, I watched it. It was good. Yeah, I did. We can talk about it later, All but right. we'll, we'll get gonna, at it. I'm probably gonna see it soon too. Super good. I'm excited. All right. So, right. well, till next time. Till next time. Thank you, Jonesy. Thank you. We out. <laughs>